podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Monday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am your host on this occasion, Craig Fowler, and I am joined to talk about the Scottish Cup fourth round weekend by Ewan Taylor. Oh, Craig. And Tony Anderson. Oh, Craig, how are we doing? I'm good, I'm good. We were supposed to be meeting in person at Tony's house, but Ewan, you fucked us. Tell the people how you fucked us. Sorry, I, I took my car key to work accidentally. And that's in, in, in chain a, a series of events which were unpleasant uh, and we've had to record it remotely. So sorry about that. I, I feel especially bad for you, Craig, because I've, uh, I've stopped you from sort of rubbing Tony's face in it in person uh, for yesterday's results. So apologies for that. Um, I was going to say, you, but, you must have stopped me for leaving the house, but that's not necessarily <laughs> true. I could have could have went on my own accord at any point uh, the yes. day up until now, up until half <laughs> seven at night. When, when, you first, yep. when you first messaged saying, I've took my car keys to work, and you didn't say anything for a, for a wee while after. I was like, so? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tony, are you, are you were the same uh, as me then. I was like, I, felt, I really felt like going, and? like, dot, 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 okay? <laughs> <laughs> good good for you. <laughs> you know, I, I, I took my car key to work without the car. That was the point. And uh, the, the car needed uh, the car key to, to operate and to ferry kids around. So that was, that was the reason. Uh, and I do it pretty much every couple of months, I would say. Just on a sort of rolling basis, it really annoys everybody <laughs> in my life. So yeah, that's that's uh, I've got it out of the way well, for I a mean, couple of months. I think a few weeks ago, uh, I had to cancel a podcast because I just locked myself in my house. You can't come because no one can get in. I'm 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 actually stranded. I ended up uh, I was going to get a taxi to Mandy's work, but once we decided we moved to the podcast the next day, I just walked, I took a nice wee walk all the way to, to Cannon Mills, but. Uh, we all uh, we all make mistakes. We do. And there's been we plenty do. of people making mistakes at Easter Road yesterday as well, Phil, wasn't it? That, that would have been a very good link, but I forgot to tell everybody that if you're tuning in hoping to hear all about how Aberdeen are the big losers of the weekend losing to Darville, which uh, we're just which which if anybody's listening having watched the game and is very confused, I would, it's like I say, it's half seven. The game wasn't kicked off yet. I'm just I'm just projecting. So if, if that happens and you're thinking, right, okay, winners and losers, I would either got to be the biggest loser or, or perhaps the biggest winners, maybe they win 13 now, who knows? Then I, I, I know, they don't. Yes, <laughs> then unfortunately that game has not taken place yet and my DeLorean isn't working. So that's, uh, in fact, Ewan's got the keys for it. That's, that's yes, the, that. <laughs> 10 goals from Mayovsky, Lazio-bound Mayovsky. My <laughs> word when I saw that. That's, that. That is just not true. There's no way he can play in Syria. No. <laughs> no. So we're not going to talk about that game, but we will talk about every other game that took place in the Scottish Cup. Of course, there were four postponements, which will be played at a later date. Mm. Although we could say that Linlithgow Rose were a loser because they are likely to lose out on a bit of money from having a sold-out hospitality for a weekend game that myself and Ewan were actually going to be a part of, along with Craig Cairns, and then moving the game to Tuesday night where there's going to be a lot less people wanting hospitality, let's face it, including me, mm. You and Graham and Craig Cairns. Yes. <laughs> so yes. There, there was that. But I really 11... felt. I really felt for them. Eh? Uh, I mean, because it's just it's like it's like biggest 
biggest day of the year stuff, you know, and 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 this is how you that's mm. how you win fans. It's how you get the the kids along to the game in Linlithgow. That is like the start of a journey, and uh, you get a full crowd, and that's how you get people hooked. And obviously, yeah. you get sort of guys like yourself and you and wanting to go around and sample the hospitality. It's good. You think, oh, I might go and do that again, you know, like or like for us, maybe go and do a terrace one there or something like that. But there's all these sort of different permutations yeah. for a club when they get these draws and to have it taken away for you, I, I, I did feel for them. I know. I'd have to say that the club have been excellent uh, in terms of like communicating. Like they sort of told us quite early on in the week that it's unlikely the game was going to go ahead because you know, the pitch was frozen and the weather forecast and so on. And uh, they've actually been really good in terms of, yeah, I've, I've got a ticket for the game tomorrow. I think Sean's going as well. Um so, but just a just a regular ticket, but they've been pretty good the whole way through. So, I've uh, been been quite impressed, and hopefully, mother will come. We can say that when our is, is yourself, you, because you got a free pint just out. Of I did knowing yes. my existence. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, we, I don't know if we're allowed to plug that pub because it's not uh, it's not one of our, uh, our <laughs> yeah, sponsors. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't heard the back for Green King about them sponsoring us again. So go ahead and plug. Yeah, well, it was uh, the the footballer cricketers' arms, the uh, the uh, the management there um, took a shine to Craig, or recognised Craig from his uh, TV appearances, and we all got a free round of, of uh, pints for it. So there you that go. Was, that was very pleasant. And, and yeah, also so. losers in the, in the same pub could be the group of boys who were sitting opposite us who were let down for twelve hundred quid for for all of them together by Ross County feeling to beat Hamilton. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and they actually shouted I, over at me at one point, saying, "We can cash out for two fifty, or do we let it ride for the twelve hundred? I was just like immediately, like that is far too much pressure to put on me. I am not answering that <laughs> nah. question. Can't have that. I'm sorry. No, uh, no. But, uh, uh, so yeah. Green King ever be back in touch after the fucking write up we gave them? My word. Well, after Sean and Rob treated it like the the mangrate. <laughs> It was, I mean, it was on non-stop going all the way through. They got an entire episode, never aye, mind they, it. I bet, like, they, they, they constantly, the two pricks constantly made reference to a different fucking product. That's not Green King. <laughs> ho, 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 Green King. If anything, they could have taken that run with it, but they didn't. So, they're lost, I would say. I don't think I've actually mentioned that we're doing winners and losers on this podcast, so we're not going yeah. through all 11 games, but we will look to touch on them all. If we don't get to them all in this podcast, we will then get to the remaining few on the Patreon. So that's patreon.com forward slash Terrace Podcast if you want to listen to that, and it'll be on our £2 a month tier. But let's get to the big match at the weekend, the tie of the round, the old Premiership Clash, one of only two, I believe, that, that took place. And that was Hibs against Hearts Easter Road. Hearts running out 3-0 winners in the end, but it wasn't all plain sailing for the Jambos, who, similar to the game at Tynecastle recently, had to work a lot harder than a lot of Hearts fans maybe would have liked. Maybe some would have even expected. But ultimately, they get the victory, and it's another miserable day for Hibs. And we should probably start with that, as Hibs is the big losers. Tony? Um, I don't, I don't know if I would say that Hart did have to work hard for it. I mean, they just they, they didn't really have to do anything to, and they still run out three 0 winners, which is pretty galling from for for everyone at Easter Road. But um, it was this is yeah. I want to be careful here because I think it's easy, and I enjoy sticking the boot into Lee Johnson, um, and that's something I like to do. That's a pastime I have, but. Um, 
I, I don't think he can maybe take the blame yesterday. I don't think Hibs were tactically poor. I don't think uh, I was against the lineup at all, really. I, I obviously he made he put Stevenson into midfield, and that was kind of forced due to like sort of injuries for a lot of the midfield. And I was pleased that Porteous was playing at the back personally uh, alongside Rocky, um, and and obviously in outside both boxes. Hibs were probably the better team uh, for 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 the majority of the game, but in the in the crux moments, but and because the team's so low on confidence, and that's that lies at Johnson's door. Don't get me wrong. Overall, that his his work is is led up to this this problem of is that the second any sort of issues are coming there, like Hibs just completely folded uh, against Hearts again. Um, they brought in Jimmy Jago. Uh, uh, Jagau, so as I mean, he's already an Australian nickname. He's all yeah. born with an Australian nickname. He's um, basically that that Foster's advert for years ago, but it was Craig. It's Jimmy Jagau. Uh, <laughs> so, I saw someone on Twitter saying when he signed that uh, that's like what you would say if the police caught you doing something. You just had to make up a name quickly. Uh, Jimmy uh, uh, Jago. <laughs> And, um, and also, and also, make up a uh, occupation, and that being a footballer. Yeah, <laughs> the shades of Gary O'Connor there. Uh, <laughs> and a bit, but Jimmy, the, the game absolutely zoomed past him. It was mm. far too fast. And I, 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 like, don't get me wrong, I've got my gut instinct from watching him. I think he's shit, but uh, <laughs> I don't think that's obviously fair. And I, and I accept that over ninety minutes, you shouldn't judge a player. Blah 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 blah. But at the same time, but it's. It shows you where Hibs are, that they're having to parachute a guy in for like possibly the, a game to keep the season alive, to get the fans back on the side. They're having to parachute someone in on a Friday to to play in centre midfield. Uh, and obviously because yeah. we've, like the transfer window, yes, we've managed to get rid of players, but we've not managed, the, the squad is, the squad's weaker than what it was because we've not added anyone. So even if you don't think these players that we had are any good, they still were numbers in the squad, and now we and they're running. Out. We had to parachute someone in and just top to bottom at, at Easter Road. Everything's going terribly wrong off the pitch, on the pitch, and I'm surprised Johnson they, they haven't given Johnson the bullet simply because to to sort of maybe get the to make because otherwise it's really going to the board now. I mean, Ron Gordon's taking a lot of stick now. Mm-hmm. The board's taking a lot of stick. All the setup that's that seems to be the big thing. And, and Johnson's probably getting a lot less stick than you would imagine. A manager who's got bad to back final defeats against Hearts and has won two in his last eleven or twelve or or, or whatever it is at the moment. Yeah. Um, and is a thoroughly people, unlikable man. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and he's yeah thoroughly unlikable. And that's that's obviously my biggest issue with with Lee yeah. Johnson personally. Um, so, uh, as I say, I, I don't think I would. I, I wouldn't put it at Lee Johnson's door yesterday. Well, no, I mean, as I said, it's ten years built up to this. But I think specifically yesterday, I wouldn't be saying that was Johnson's fault. And I just think they're um, mm. just a soft underbelly of the players. They couldn't deal with it when when things went against them. Mm. Well, something I was going to bring up, uh, and you can do this. This is both. This could be a winner and a loser. So the winner would be the Hearts recruitment department or recruitment team or, or whatever you want to call it. And loser would be the Hibs version of that. Yeah. Because mm. if you, you look at the kind of difference between the sides, first of all, they're both they're both massive squads. Both got loads of players. But Hearts have got and both teams, yeah, fair enough. Hibs have got their injury issues as well. But obviously so have Hearts. Hearts have got 
four players on, on severe long-term injuries and another couple of players miss as well, including Peter Harren, who for many games against Hibs was, was always quite a good stopper and somebody that could help control games in the middle of the park, which is something that Hearts actually, I think, lacked a bit in, in this contest. But if you just kind of look at the strength, like you, you saw the Tory pointed this out before the game, just looking at the Hibs team and looking at the Hearts team and then looking at the benches and thinking, My word. What, what yeah. do we do if we have Some to difference. change it? Hearts made, Hearts made five changes, with probably the exception of Alan Forrest, who was just really coming on as another body after Michael Smith's race had been run. I think the other four had real kind of big positive impacts. Stephen Humphreys provided a much-needed presence up top. He also had two assists for the last two goals. Stephen Kingsley managed to do what Alex Cochran couldn't, and that was keep Ellie Yuhan a bit quiet. Yeah, because Cochrane Cock really struggled against you, and I think you mm. had them on toast, especially yeah. at the start of the of the second half. Yeah, yeah, and, and Cochrane had also been booked as well, so it really uh-huh. became a bit of a precarious situation for us. Kingsley came on, and with the exception of Johan hitting the post, which kind of came out of nowhere, Johan really didn't do much for the rest of the game after Kingsley came on. And there was also the substitution of George Grant for the very ineffective Barry Mackay, and that gave Hearts a bit more of a foothold in the middle of the pitch as well, and there wasn't quite as much Hibs pressure after that. And Nathaniel Atkinson who has barely been seen recently and hasn't been playing pretty well, but he came on and had a decent outing as well. So the hearts got better with their substitutions. Hibbs, on the other hand, could only bring on Harry McCurdy, or at least <laughs> that was the only player that Johnson felt trustworthy enough to bring on. And considering Harry McCurdy's career to Hibbs so far, that tells you a lot. I'm pretty much done with Hibbs for this season, I think. Uh, I bought, I've, I've got hospitality tickets for Saturday and I asked, I've just asked for my money back earlier. <laughs> uh, but no, but, but nobody's answering the phones or answering emails, it seems, uh, Hibs for today. Uh, so uh, my mate was my mate was emailing nice. them. So, well, we'll see what happens. I doubt they I think my mate's wife works for Hearts and she does uh, the events here and she was saying, I think they'll, they'll, they'll maybe move the game for you. So I might just be like, can I have that next season? Can I, when we play Aberdeen next season, can I go then? <laughs> I, just, I, just, I don't want, really want to go and it's like uh, you want to go and like when there's a bit of buzz and you're doing the hospitality but I'll just be probably start taking things out on some small child who's serving me which is rude and I don't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just I don't I don't know where to turn it and as I said hearts were hearts were poor I would, I would go as far as saying mm-hmm. and, and they won 3-0 and obviously Civic with a, with a great goal at, at, at the end but um so Thursday, he's a big winner as well. Yeah, he, he, yeah, was, yeah. he was the best. He was certainly Hart's best player in the day. Maybe even the best player in the park in, in general. And then he, he finishes it off with having nearly scored an outrageous goal. He then finishes it off with perhaps even a more outrageous one by dinking it over the goalkeeper for yeah. his first goal in I think it was four years. Red. <laughs> he did say himself. I noticed, but I mean, I was going to say anyway that he, he really scores that goal because of how bad his touch is. Uh, and yeah. I saw that he said that, but that's obviously because it drew Marshall out a wee bit. Um, because it, it turned out to be one of those touches, but sort of perfect. But he didn't mean to hit it that far in front of himself. Um, but uh, but yeah, that worked. Uh, worked out and even and, and and of course, uh, despite even despite everything, obviously Hearts get as always just the massive spawny jammy bit of luck when Devlin fibbles in the build up, and the only reason it can't be checked is because Rocky Bashuri heads it wide. So even then, we can't even get used VAR because of a header. Because of a header. Uh, and it would have absolutely got chopped off, obviously, because it's the cleanest film you'll ever fucking see. Uh, and then, oh, it can't be checked. Oh, well, brilliant. 
what's the fucking point in it? Because <laughs> yeah. of a fucking yeah. header. You can't check it. What a <laughs> nonsense. Bar has had to be explained to Tony this afternoon in the group chat. <laughs> Mm. Uh, well, but just, no, uh, yeah, that is. It, it, I mean, that's that's the thing with uh, with fire. There's loads of things it doesn't check. Um, you know, like if you if you get a free kick by diving and then score the free kick, that doesn't get checked or things like that. So it's a bit, <laughs> um, but daft. But anyway, uh, yeah, that, that, that I would that one, you, and that it was it was a foul. But um, but what a, what a goal from Tryland! What a goal! Yeah, yeah, um, terrific goal. And yeah. uh, you could also. Another loser. Well, the, the Hibs defence, the state of the Hibs defence in general. Because it's been neglected for seven years. I was that? talking about this earlier. It's just not. It's barely been touched for seven years. Like there was, Darren McGregor was still playing last season, and he's been on the bench this season. And then obviously Hanlon is just like they're just neglected. We signed about sixteen players. What? What? Make one of them a set and a half. Like, it just yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because what, what, what actually is going to happen there? Because Porteous presumably away uh, this week, you would think. Bashiri, that looked pretty serious injury. I don't know. I don't think it's been announced yet. What he has oxygen in his leg was yeah. strapped, so it doesn't look good. Didn't look great. Paul Hanlon's Paul Hanlon, mm. and Will Fish. Fish. So, what's the plan there? I think Blue Stevenson. I think there's a lot of chat about that guy for something one that Hibs and Aberdeen are after. Oh, Bailey, right? And I, th- I think Hibs will have to sort of make that happen now, regardless. Um, to, to get him in and maybe I saw we were linked to another guy huge guy I think he had like Aslan tattooed on his stomach from the Lion of the Witch of the Wardrobe <laughs> um, I saw I just saw that apparently we've been linked to him he likes a goal that defender I forget his name but I think we will be in the market but there's also who knows what to do they might just sell Kevin Isbitt tomorrow I mean that could, that could happen in, in, in the next week so um, I am getting to the stage right off territory for this season, and just. Uh, mm. uh, but unfortunately, I get forced to watch it all because I have to do this. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. Uh, you can still finish top set, but that's the thing. Like Nick, I mean, obviously, it slightly depends on the, the Aberdeen game, which is uh, about to kick off, but or had just has. Um, but the, uh, I mean, that could be a real like bout to knock the other guy out. On, on Saturday, um, you know, you would think even even you know, obviously even if Aberdeen get a decent result tonight, um, you would think both managers are in such a precarious position that if, yeah. if one loses that, then El Sacco them away. Yeah, I, but, I was uh, going uh, to say this is what I want, but it's not actually what I want. What I want is both of them to continue in their current jobs for well forever, really. But <laughs> a, a, a bonus second prize would be if the game is so bad and it's like the worst nil nil ever. Oh, every, fans of both get absolutely and then both get sacked. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very funny. At full time. <laughs> Cormac, you That's see it. Cormac and Ron Gordon chatting up in the up in the stands and just you see them nodding their heads, shaking hands, and then just little text out of the to get out. <laughs> the, the, the lights go down and you just hear, here comes the money! Money, money, money! <laughs> and then they two just walk out in the field and just announce together. <laughs> We're making a change. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, pretty scunnered with the old with the old Hibernian FC. It's safe to say. Mm. And uh, very quickly, winner Robin Olsen for finally winning a game at Easter Road, and loser Ryan Porteous oh. for losing probably his last game for Hibs and not winning an Edinburgh derby. Does yeah. it count for Robbie Nielsen though? Is the only thing I would say because he did have a touchline ban. Mm. So I would so say he was just in the stand. He was, mm. I think he was, if, if you say that when, his influence. if you say Porteous has never won a derby because <laughs> the games that we've won, well, he's uh, he wasn't playing. Then surely that <laughs> Robbie Nielsen one has yeah. to be the same. I, same think, I think so, Tony. I think so. Uh, Great, so. Well, that's a, look, I'm glad we've solved that. 
I'm going to go ahead and say that Robbie Nielsen had more of an influence on this game than Ryan Porteous did to these various times sitting on the bench, but I digress. Let's move on. Mm. Ewan, me and Tori threw quite a few winners and losers there from the first match we've talked about. Who is your first winner or loser? Uh, I thought a winner could be aviation enthusiasts that are keen to witness pigs flying because Callum Davidson played four at the back Mm. in a game for the first time Ever? Uh, actually, that, that was why I looked on Wisecout. I wanted to find out the last time. Oh, so yeah. they played with a back four in the second half of the Livingston game. So that was why he kind of stuck for it for this one. But it's the first time that he's played with a back four since the first game of the season against Hibs from the start. Yeah. And uh, I believe it's been, it's uh, <laughs> Joseph has been crying out for that. Not entirely sure they have the personnel to do it right enough. Um, but they, they probably gave a better account of themselves than than, uh, than they have. Uh, I don't have the personnel to do it because you make your entire life around having three defenders yes. at the back of your team, then it's going to be an issue. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and one of them is still, uh, still Gordon. Still Gordon. <laughs> so that's a problem. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I, I mean, it wasn't the best game uh, all around. I think St. Johnson did, did fine. Rangers just did enough and it was basically the followed the pattern of every Rangers game almost since since Michael Beale's come back and that it's just been Rangers have done enough and it feels like they're in a holding pattern waiting for uh, new players to come in that might change things up a wee bit. So um, results have improved under Beale. So hmm. what's the what's the key difference? What's because Rangers still look quite kind of weak for what we know that Rangers can be when they're at their best. But what's the what's stodgy. the What's the improvement that's at least led to the upturn in results? I I, th- I think that the, probably the main change has been a having, playing fashion Sakala, to be honest. Uh, and it's not just that he, he had, um, and himself is playing well, um, but it's probably just having an extra guy that can do things on the park. That that was what we we didn't really have under Van Bronckhorst. Like Sakala probably would been. Do you think his you know, enthusiasm rubs off on other players, Ewan? Yeah, no, I think I think it does. But it, it's also just the fact you know he can score goals or he can create them or he can create a bit of chaos. Whereas before you'd have had probably Tillman playing where he's playing and then just another midfielder playing where where Tillman was and uh, has been playing and you're just a wee bit less creative and slightly less likely to, to do something so it, it, it's not been great and you know there are definitely parallels to when Van Bronckhorst came in and had a very good run of, of games um, you know, in, terms of, in terms of results but the performances were really bad uh, in that run yet yeah, the results were good I mean this time I think the performances haven't been quite as bad as that but not, not far off but it's just yeah it's probably just having a, a guy that can get you numbers a wee bit you know playing uh just an extra one of those make, makes a big difference right yeah ryan that's, that's ryan jack's return to the team in form i think it's had that yeah, bit of an impact yeah. the rangers when when he's when he's been at his best and i think you're right because it looks like beal he's went for sort of his guys jack was a, a disciple of gerard mm. and beal he was a very popular yeah. player then uh, and obviously sakala was someone they brought in before mm. Van Bronckhorst was there. So it's like he's went back to his tried and trusted, which makes sense Well, he can't get any of his own players in and um, and guys who know how he wants to work and how to play. Um, but, mm. uh, aye, I mean, what the, Todd Canwell signed today, didn't he? That's, that's the yeah, thing, isn't it? So be the, yeah, so that's, that's the start of it. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up playing. Um, probably, but hopefully in the sort of midfield three rather than the front three. Um, because I don't think, again, you, you're... He's a better footballer than I think. I hope he's a better footballer than Sagala, but Sagala, 
you, you would want to take him out of the team because Cantwell's Cantwell could end up being the sort of Ryan Kent replacement depending on what happens there. But um, you know, he's not going to score loads and loads of goals. I don't think he, he's probably more a bit more of a creative player. But Rangers really need a you know, somebody that actually puts the ball in the net. Um, Someone who's going to put some numbers. Yeah, surprisingly, Borna Barisic did in this game hit a ball that was moving uh, quite confidently, <laughs> which I was I was shocked by. But it was kind of spinning weirdly. So some finish, take the bit. So yeah, absolute cracker. Um, you and I was going to ask you because the first goal in two years, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, it's not it's not the last goal he scored, but we do know that Bonabaratsic's Rangers career was pretty much launched by a particular goal that he scored. That was a free mm. kick against the Mirren. Any yes. chance we get the old Borna back after this uh, one? I don't think so. I don't. I think he's too far gone. Um, I think he's just too flawed a, a footballer, to be honest. To and then he's getting older. I, I can't see. It. I mean, I, I, I'm desperate for for um, Rud Van Niel to get in the team uh, as and when he's fit. So I, that, and I think that is what's going to happen. But you know, Barisic is a confidence player, which is not great for a defender. But but he is. So you know, you might you might um, you know, have a wee wee upturn in, in form. And he did start the season. You have know, Cobell for him. But but no, I, I I don't think I, I think he's he's too far gone. I would expect him to sort of follow the team as the season goes on, and then probably leave in the summer. I think he's only got a year left. So um, yeah, he, he's got the personality him. of a winger. Uh, he does, yeah, yeah, and that's the problem because <laughs> he you know, just loses confidence and then forgets that people can go past him at the back post. Um, which is very, very yeah, annoying. Other players move, yeah. Exceptionally <laughs> yeah, annoying. He does that. Um, so no, I, I think I think his career's in the way out. But it was uh, it was awfully um, lovely goal. We sort of just crossed it into the uh, mm. into the corner. It was beautiful. But um, but no, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was uh, by no means a vintage Rangers performance. But but uh, but yeah, just did enough as, as Rangers have sort of been doing pretty much in every game since people came back. I felt um, I think Dan Phillips had another. Another good game for St Johnston mm. as a winner. Um, felt vindicated because I was saying last week on the on the pod that I think him and McLennan just have to play for for St Johnston. You just see the both of them what they yeah, what they, they bring run. to that team. Yeah, mm. yeah, and then obviously and Phillips is available, so they, they they can they can actually pass the ball and keep it mm-hmm. for, rather than just knocking it up the line. Uh, but still, somehow somehow Nicky Clark's never sub. <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how that happened. I'm just back, why you're on the bench uh, now? You're going to like a your back four, so you can sort of play four four two, and then they play Halberg. It's like off Stevie May. It's like what are you doing? Just play, <laughs> just play Stevie May. And like especially because in the the game, um, what was that? November, early November, when when we Rangers lost this and Johnson and Stevie May and Nicky Clark were tremendous in that game. Both of them. <laughs> yeah. I just just do just do that. Like, surely, like, it's a couple of years ago. You've done it before. It's wild as well that they're trying to spend money to sign Jordan White. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Obviously, you don't want to use him. Because he loves, he's never not going to play Stevie May. So he'll just come sit on the bench. (laughs) Just, yeah. Yeah, He's a confusing man, Cam Davidson. He's the one, I do not know what's going on up there. I can never work him out week to week. I can't work out his transfer strategy. I can't work out if he's a good manager. I, I, I just, I just sit there confused with uh, yes. with, with Callum Davidson at all, at all times. Yeah, he's uh, baffling. He's won two cups somehow. Yeah. So yeah, very interesting. But uh, but no, yeah, I think that that would be one of the weirdest transfers to ever happen. Uh, Six for Jordan, Jordan White. White. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, I suspected what happened, but, uh, but yeah, that's just baffling. Especially if he's now going to be playing a four-three-three, so you're only going to use one striker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, it will happen. It will happen. 
Right, okay, it's my turn to get us started with a winner or loser, and I've got two here for the same game. Which one? Yeah, actually, I'll go for the more fun one. I'll go for the negative one, because that, that's me all over. Right, let's go for Chris Hamilton. as a loser for this past weekend, the Dunfermline vice-captain, former Hearts player. He had the chance to put his side into the next round. Well, well ultimately, would have been to put his side in the next round. But he managed to miss the target from about oh, yeah. three yards out. That was a really bad one. That was a really, really bad one. Because mm. he played really yeah, it well. Like, uh, it like, yeah, it looks like the Farmer played really well in the game, uh, which they, you're presumably pretty happy with. But, but yeah, that, that was an absolute sitter. Because like with, with Dunfermline, it's not... I mean, McPake's done done, done pretty well, but a lot of the, the time their, their performances take a lot of... Take a bit of heat, like uh, like they, 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 I always see when I read up about or I see what Craig Cairns is writing, and it's always that the that the fans aren't always overly enamoured in the style or the performance, and the and he's been getting a lot of results, but then um, this game, like it looked like they were being a team above them in a division, and they were probably the better team, and and they could have, but then yeah, it cost it with that with a massive miss at the end there. I'm not too sure if it's still the case now, but when I talked to Craig Cairns about them Dunfermline, and that would have been, what, two or three weeks ago, they were the like lowest scorers in League One in the top, I think it was top eight or top, it was top eight. Wow, and so that's then, basically the whole league nearly. But Kelly <laughs> are now up into, oh sorry, it was top seven, and then Kelly are now in, since then, Kelly are up into seventh, and then they scored one more goal in Montrose and six. But they're still the sco- lowest scorers in the top five in Scotland's League One, and by some distance as well, because they've got thirty-two, and the next lowest scorers in the top five are Alloa with thirty-nine. He was quite. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I know he was a defender. Okay, James, oh, I can kind of see why in this one with fucking Chris Hamilton and Craig Whiten missing really big chances. Yeah, yeah. But oh. James McPeak, I, I find it weird that he'd be like. Uh, Maybe a defensive manager, defence. I know he was a centre half, but he was a kamikaze centre half. He, like, he, he, he really was. He, he like he, he, he like he played uh, with his heart on his sleeve. Like he was. So I would always think that I would picture him, his teams to maybe be more like a Neil Lennon team or or, or something like that. You know, quite bombastic and and, and aggressive. Um, so rather than like stodgy and 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 really hard to beat. But that just that would just be going by purely by personality there. I should give some credit to Jamie Stend in the park for some goal. He was I was maybe going to go with him as the winner to kick us off for this one because Whiten should probably do better because he shot his fairly down the middle, but Sneddon still does excellently. To Unbelievable reactions. Yeah, it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a terrific reflex save and the penalty save as well is, is also very impressive. Some really big penalty saves this week, um, obviously because when we're the winner, I might as well just take over here actually for the winner for... For Trevor Carson at, uh, mm. at St Mirren, I mean, it looked like I, I, I was actually looking up Trevor Carson's age before we got on here, uh, and and I didn't realise he was thirty four because it feels like he's getting a lot better. I feel like he's improved dramatically this season. It's the hair. <laughs> he's got something. <laughs> Makes him look better. Um, it's probably again. I mean, he's, he's probably has he had like a real like run of games. You know, yeah, since yeah, his just... illness, the thing he had. I mean, no, not play... really, not really. Yeah. He seemed he seemed to have kind of fit into to backup roles, but he's mm-hmm. not kind of one of those. He's, he's he's one of many that we've kind of said this season where you're looking at Dundee United and going, why why not just him? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Why did you sign yes. the guys you signed? Like, because they're not any good. And you could have had, you know, probably could have had Xander Clark. You could have, you could have just kept Trevor Carson. Why have you? Why have you done what you've done? Yeah, because because Trevor Carson, I would I would argue this season has probably been one of the better goalies in the league. Is that maybe taking it too no, far? No, no, I, I, no. I'm saying I definitely agree with that. He's like because he, he, I, he, I can barely think of a mistake he's made, and he's always you'd think of him maybe it's quite like kind of like a bland goalkeeper, but he's made some big saves this season as well, like mm-hmm. match match winning saves, and they and obviously St. Mirren don't concede tons of goals, and they're and they're hardly got like an incredible um, sort of defensive team in that. So he's, he's I've been really impressed with him, and uh, he's getting maybe he's doing the Craig Gordon thing where he's just going to be when he gets so he gets even better when he gets to like 36, 37, who knows, but. Um, that was a huge win for St. Mary. They, they, they looked like they, I watched a bit of that game. I managed to catch some of it, and uh, Dundee were Dundee looked the better team for me. And uh, Carson made a brilliant save. I can't remember who it was. It was a brilliant volley. Um, a guy done a scissor kick volley, uh, and I can't remember who it was now. Um, and Carson got down. It was an unbelievably good save reaction and, and tipped it tipped it over the post. So um, I would say, and then the, the save he made for one of the penalties. With Pelly was pretty good, I would say. It was pretty near mm-hmm. the corner. It was hit with a bit of pace. And it's like a, a really astounding sort of penalty save. So he's been a, he's been a massive for, for St. Mirren this season. Got a couple of notes for a couple of Dundee players. The the set half both played well in this one. That was Ryan Sweeney and Lee Ashcroft. But most praise was deserved for Lyle Cameron coming off the bench. Uh, Dundee fans were particularly pleased with how he Managed to show some, not not only show some good energy coming off the bench, but actually showed some quality for a 20-year-old, which is always going to make you happy for somebody who's a midfielder. He linked play really well and managed to get himself in the box and had a couple of chances as well. So he was somebody that really caught the eye. Right, shall we move on to the next match? And that will be Ewan. Who have you got? What's, what's your next winner or loser? Well, well, staying on the topic of penalty saves, I suppose Ryan Fulton uh, had another uh, excellent penalty save in, in Hamilton's win. It's a surprise, maybe the biggest shock of the round, I would say, uh, in Hamilton knocking out uh, Ross County. Um, I mean, that is uh, obviously the the, bit, <laughs> the biggest loser is, is Malky McKay, um, as ever. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's, you know, I'm sure we'll go on to talk about Motherwell, but those are two games of of those two games. I thought, you know, those are the, obviously the, the the two teams in the in the Premiership that are struggling the most at Motherwell and around Ross County. And I thought, if you look at those two ties, I thought, well, Hamilton just I don't have enough about them to, to knock out a Premiership team. But our both maybe you know at Gayfield maybe they would. And it obviously went so the opposite you, way. Gayfield, right? the coldest place in the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just think Motherwell not going to Very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you know Hamilton is like it's the definition of like not a tough place to go really. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's like just just there's never a good atmosphere at Hamilton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, gonna, it's like, the way teams ever going to be scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean it's on plastic, but it's like well that also actually just means that it's not easily it's not that hard to play on. So, so yeah, I just um, I, 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 I didn't really see that as too much I've been asking for for Ross County, but they they managed to slip on it regardless. Um, they obviously had their chances, but it didn't look like they played that well, to be honest. No, and, they're, they're uh, just all, all possession and no cutting edge, really. Again, because even yeah. the chances, like there was only a, what, a couple that were like, and it wasn't like they missed many sitters. And to be doing yeah. that against an Aki side that got their first victory in God knows how long last week is just. Yeah, it is. Is he a loser, Roy McGregor? You've been known 
throughout your time at County for being trigger happy with managers. But you've got the money, you can pay them off, it's fine. Why not doing it with Malky Mackay? There's, there's quite a, I was going to ask this. We've got to this stage because it's always sounding like Malky Mackay's almost got that given that that vibe of almost doing County a favour, you know, that type mm. of vibe. I mean, Neil Lennon had a bit of hips for, for periods. Um, your team down south, Fowler, you get that with Antonio Conte at Spurs. It's almost like the man, and, and I kind of get that vibe with, with Malky Mackay in County, and it would, he's always been thought of as his next move's going to be up the way and he'd be poached rather than than sacked. But get to the stage now where it's like, well, he's he's had to rebuild that team and he's not done it well. Um, and they, they look like in real, real relegation trouble. And where, where, does, where does Malcolm McKay go for there? Because nobody, even though I think a lot of people have moved on from um, sort of what, what, what the unpleasantness, uh, that happened previously, but as a, nobody, people don't like, don't really want to have Malky Mackay as their manager. I think it's a push. I don't think it would always be one of those he moves and it would be unpopular with a section mm. of the support. And if he's not doing very well somewhere, then the the, the chairman's not going to like risk that, you know, like making the fans unhappy when he's not really when they will think, well, it's not really worth it. He got Ross County yeah. relegated. Um, so, and then Malky McKay's sort of just like hanging around nobody wants Malky McKay just to hang around do they no no. that's how tonight's <laughs> director of football you're speaking about there though Tony so yeah, yeah I mean I, I, would, I would I would um, I, 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 I certainly wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if something happened and then and then I would and then you would hear me defending uh, every message that he sent <laughs> <laughs> I'd be getting a tattoo of a snake on my arm. Yes. <clears throat> and a few minutes snake. Um, it's just banter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, he, he's, That's when we get yeah. tattooed. It's Richard Keith's face. <laughs> <laughs> you, need, you need quite a big space for that, to be fair. <laughs> <sure. laughs> he's like, the, the, he's mo- he, the older he gets, he looks more and more like Hasbula. Um, <laughs> Richard Keys. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. The, the, yeah. the, uh, the, I know we shouldn't talk about other podcasts, but the football cliches, the, the keys in the keys in Grey Corner on that is just always absolute gold dust. Just uh, what a duo they are! What a duo! They're indeed. incredible. Indeed, but you, you can probably get a punditry gig over and be in sports, Malky. If, uh, but it, it does feel it does feel a bit like he, you know, I think maybe he thought last season should have been enough to get him a better job, and it hasn't happened, and he's like just hanging about. And and uh, and Ross County as a as a club just seemed to have forgotten how to win games completely, and you know they didn't even really remember the uh, you know the Motherwell game recently. They didn't even really like, try to win that. And well, uh, you you and I would also say the Hamilton are a club that seemed well, to have yeah. forgotten how to, how to win games because they, they win a game, and it was actually weird. I thought at the end when Andy Ryan scored the divisive penalty, and the Hamilton team celebrated like. They'd won a penalty shootout in the League Cup group stages. Yeah, <laughs> like I thought there was a really few. Really, look like they just knocked off a top flight team who were on the way to the yeah, next round of the cup. What I thought I, I thought that was a few of the penalty shootouts actually. That there were like, like the, celebrations. Yeah, and I don't know if it's because obviously we've just been watching the World Cup, and you know, and and everyone goes bananas, you know, when there's a, a penalty shootout in that. But yeah, I thought there was a few muted uh, non-celebration celebration um, <laughs> penalty shootout 
but it's like that's you know you should be going a bit more for it than that I would say but but yeah that was um, and Andy Ryan now is apparently off yeah, to Larn and that's what and that's what I was going to say and yeah. in order to win football games you need to score goals so get rid of your best striker it's quite something so I'm just going to read some of the just off just off the, they just beat Morton then they knock out of the cup and then do that it just seems like wow there there was some sh- green shoots. Of recovery and John Rankin and maybe they're maybe they're getting somewhere. Then that's just like turned the gun and shoved it in their mouth. So I'm just going to read out some of the replies from Hamilton fans to the tweet <laughs> from Ake saying he's being sold. Uh, I'm sorry, what? What the actual fuck? This is beyond stupid. The, this club are heading towards the gutter. I'm close to giving up. The exact point we have never needed goals more, and our best scorer gets put into somewhere else. What kind of backward shit is this? <laughs> Been crying out for a striker. Now we chuck our best, or are supposedly bringing an inexperienced twenty-year, twenty-year-old. Fucking hell, this club! Oh man, I'd, I'm tem- even because they done they, they sort of stayed in the league for so long. That 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 that's sort of like a good thing, and it was. But um, as I, as I've always threatened to do, me and Duncan Mackay to create the definitive pound for pound worst team to support in Scotland, uh, and I think Aki's are starting to move into that territory along with Dundee and possibly Hibs. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, from somebody who, who calls himself Andy Ryan enthusiast, we watched him play for the last time and never knew, fuck's sake. <laughs> That's uh, why, 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 why he didn't celebrate. He was born, he kids he's fucking off, he's not going to play in the next round. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know who else might not be playing in the next round? This is obviously breaking news, but have you, have you seen the score, by the way? No. What? Darvel won Aberdeen no as it stands <laughs> no way not Darvel yeah. mum I'm just like yeah. fucking hell I'm actually like I'm just I'm bloody yes. hell George and Kirkpatrick yep yep so hopefully that, that who do you yeah, split for remains, remains the same <laughs> who's, this, but, who's uh, this regen <laughs> I found him who do you used to play for oh yeah Alwa um, so Jim Goodwin does look a little bit like a White Walker, and he is looking like he's going to be oh, dead very indeed. soon. Oh well, so he might he may not survive Tisa Road, um, but uh, but no, that'd, be, that'd be excellent if it, if it stayed now, that way. Then we'll both be then we'll be looking for a fucking match at the same time as Aberdeen. <laughs> no, uh, totally we'll go for that. the same one. Uh, ah, exactly. I will share them. Share them. <laughs> does Petodre one week and does Easter Road the next? Like uh, an old-fashioned eighties football fan. Uh, right okay I'm going to chuck out a loser here and I'm going to go for Effie Ambrose yeah because not only did he give away not only did he produce a Effie moment at his former ground and the club that he thanked for putting him on the map I mean I kind of thought that was like the pinnacle of his career which is kind of a weird thing usually you thank a club for kind of like putting you on the map when you're then like if he'd if he'd started at Morton if he'd started at Morton and then ended up at Celtic like yeah, yeah, yeah. Morton put him on the map <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the other way around like I don't know I don't know how much sense that makes but he was but, uh, mate, he ended up at Easter Road playing in a fucking great team and that was the pinnacle of his career thank you very much yeah, he had a good song about him as well ah uh, uh, so he was at fault for the second goal but this was after he was penalised for a incredibly harsh handball award, which gave Celtic yeah. lead, it was a decision that wasn't given by the official, but it was looked at by VR. Kevin Clancy was told to go over and have a look. Incredibly, at least two officials that's, thought this was a penalty. Yeah. That's what makes it worse. That's like, what we like, yeah. Two individual men think that's a penalty. Because I don't even think you can say. I, I think 
harsh is the wrong. Oh yeah, word. oh yeah. Sorry, I, 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 I should say. I should say just for the people at home, Celtic won five 0 Yeah, but I think I think it's just wrong. Like in, in, <laughs> yeah, in terms yeah, of the rules, like I don't think it's like it's not one of those you because you know I, I'm also one of my hobby horses at the moment is that I think there are too many there's just too many handball penalties and and they need to have a look at it because actually sort of skewing football in a way that's not correct and you know it doesn't really have a bearing on you know, on how a game's played and and it's sort of introduced sort of an element of chance which is like borderline unfair um but that even all you even with the current rules which i think are, are wrong that is not a penalty <laughs> it's not so because you're meant to take into consideration like how quickly um you know something uh, what sort of space you have for it to react to it and stuff and you can't even see it, it's behind them like how can he possibly uh you know, react to that and uh it's just you know, I, I, I don't think it's a penalty um in the rules whatsoever and, and i how, believe when it was even getting yeah. like a var exactly. check ah, yeah, like, yeah i was just a complete uh, complete nonsense um for that to go to a var check so uh yeah i think it's it's wrong um i mean the, the officials should be getting uh penalized for that in some in some way because i, I can't i cannot believe that they would actually stand behind that now having seen it again but what did they they're walking they shame the fish yeah. when they, well it's just when they that, well, I don't... something like that eh? shame 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 <laughs> they they like, everyone in the stadium and... gets to do it uh, they have to do the old fact they, they get tomatoes chucked at them and they put their, their hands and their head in the little thing and everyone kids get to chuck tomatoes at them at the next game of the week Yes, well, maybe, I mean... <laughs> yes, I, I accept that, yes. <laughs> yes, yes okay. no, I, I mean, uh, yeah, just, you know, and, and that, it's obviously that's the annoying thing with Farb is because you could, yeah, it's one of those where if that happened in real time, you'd be like, why is he giving that as a penalty? And you're like, oh, maybe he didn't see how, how it happened, he just saw it hit a hand, but when you've had the benefit of replays, what on earth are you looking for there? Uh, and, and seeing, it's, it's just a joke. I mean, would it have changed the outcome of this game? Absolutely not. Morin were playing well at but, the period, but though. Morin had, Morin had well, created that. They got him behind yeah. a couple of times. They created a pretty good chance before mm. that. And they were looking, and Celtic were like, I mean, I, I don't think Morton were going to win, but it did for them at that period. They, they were performing well, and they were actually getting into Celtic's box and causing them some discomfort. So it's just like, as you say, that, that, that ruins it. If we're going to have the chance thing, let's give it to the shit teams to, to make it fun for everyone to watch uh, rather than uh, these chants and it, and it ends up going for, for fucking Celtic. Even though there'll be Celtic fans tell you now that they were only given that dodge pellet in the cup against Morton to try and throw everyone <laughs> off the scent of the conspiracy theories from, <laughs> from uh, the, the SFA or the SPFL or whoever else they think. Yes, the... the a few the, of that. The, the protesting the group stand, the, the protesting <laughs> group stand up for Celtic, which I'm sure is just one pimply faced loser in his basement. <laughs> yes, but no, I, to, be, to be fair, like I, I mean, I, I, I didn't really see any Celtic fans. I didn't think were at it. Say it wasn't, but I mean, they they all thought it was a joke as well. So yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it is, you know, it, it's just I think everybody can just sort of accept that that's not. Um, you shouldn't be a penalty. Isn't a penalty actually? And how on earth they gave us a penalty is just beyond me. Another another winner for that maybe Aaron Moy who got another couple of goals and yeah I had so- I had him down because mm. I see thinking now that that, that my I think I, I I questioned the signing I just didn't see what it was really going to bring for Celtic. I thought it was like just kind of a stopgappy signing that they probably didn't really need, uh, but. I think he, he's done it quite well. Postacoglu is that he gave he, he he gave him time to get to grips with it, and he didn't. He, and he just used them sparingly. 
at the start and and let him because I didn't think he was particularly fit and he and he and he's got him there and now he's not a stopgap at all. You're starting to think is Aaron Moy actually? Yeah, see, like in the starting eleven, if they would consider their, their their sort of best team, I would say he's very close to to probably being in it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it would be. I think it's the, so, world, the World Cup's probably done him the world of good because he played very well in the World Cup. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's obviously you're probably Australia's main man, um, considering the rest of the team's made up like Sabirin and, and Arts players wouldn't be that difficult. So, yeah, I think he probably was Australia's best player. And, and I just wonder if you're being the sort of main man in a team that does well on the world stage, that has to be good for your confidence. And he's, he's come back and he's, he's so, you know, looked like almost like a kind well, of he's player. keeping Jimmy Jago out the, the Australia team. So <laughs> yeah, it must be absolutely that's, incredible. That speaks for itself. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think the only, if, if you wanted to put a negative slant on it, which obviously I would love to, um, is he, uh, him keeping Matt O'Reilly well, out mental gymnastics is coming here. <laughs> <laughs> Bear with me. Uh, <laughs> him, him keeping Matt O'Reilly, you know, Matt O'Reilly is obviously a bit more of an asset for Celtic. So if you keep him out of the team, then of, you know, he, I, I just thought I, I was really impressed with O'Reilly obviously last season and, and, and most of this season and then thought he would be a guy that Celtic would, would uh, sell for money. But if he drops out of the team, then then maybe slightly less so. But well, well yeah, it's obviously early days and he could he, he could well get back in the team and this might just be a wee purple patch of for Moy. But um but yeah, that that would be one sort of one thing to, to look that, look at is how happy O'Reilly will be if he if he is out of the team for uh, sort of sustained period. Right. Well we quickly throw out one final game before we move over to the Patreon and that'll give us four left to touch upon. So I would say the winner Winner for the end of this weekend, Chris Geddes, the Stirling University manager. He just looked the happiest man in the world. Uh, uh. Just just to be there, just to be at Tar- to, to take his team to paradise, to give a good account of themselves, to nearly end up goalless at the end of the first half. They were a minute away when Aziz Behic managed to turn and fire the ball into the roof of the net, which gave United the lead. But even in the end, the... The roof didn't fall on him. They managed to, to battle well. and Still limited United across the 90 minutes. And to go away from home to a top-flight side as a lowland league team and to produce that kind of performance, no wonder he's smiling, even though his team lost. Yeah, um, the heart- heartwarming yeah. stuff, you'd say. And it was yeah. a, a loser for the rest of us, I would say, because it's the worst kind of result in that fixture. Because <laughs> it's not like... It's not like 10 0, where you're like, oh, bloody hell, you know, you put 10 goals past them. Oh, I know it was a lower league side, but it's, that's quite weird and funny. And it wasn't it wasn't even like 1 0, where you're like, oh, God, you know, Jesus, I mean, really kind of hard work at that. And it wasn't also, you know, an upset. So we we were kind of, the, the rest of the public were, were screwed a little bit, but still. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There was sure some decent touch. I, mean, I, can't, I can't remember who uh, it was. One of the midfielders, maybe is it Jarvis or Stokes, possibly, um, for for the um, for Starling. But they had like a really good run, and then he sort of, I mean, like the shot sort of trundled away to be. But but he looked, he sort of, you know, he looked like a sort of Premiership player for a uh, uh, for that brief we we run. So it'd be interesting to see if any of these guys, you know, what they do um, with uh, with their sort of football careers after, presumably after they leave. Okay, I think that'll do it. Thank you very much, guys. Ewan, thank you very much. No problem. Tony, thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure, Craig. And thank you to everybody for listening. And as I've said a couple of times on this show already, if your team has been in action in the Scottish Cup this past weekend, and we have not mentioned them, unless you support Aberdeen or Darville, 
then we will be getting to that on the Patreon where we've still got four games to get through. So that's patreon.com forward slash Terrace Podcast. And that is going to be on the tier that is only £2 per month. Right, that's it. Until next time, I hope you enjoy your football. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.